Hello, and welcome to the first episode of the Red Radio Hour. I'm Alex. And I'm Khaled. The Red Radio Hour is now a new show created by the Bread and Roses Collective, a revolutionary socialist organization based in Burlington, Vermont. Each week, we'll be discussing socialist politics and, ta- and talking to socialist organizers uh, who are fighting uh, to win workers' power. Um, this week is a short introductory episode, so we're going to be discussing what our organization does and kind of what we believe in. So, Alex, what is what is the Bread and Roses Collective? Um, the Bread and Roses Collective is a, uh, a socialist group in Burlington, Vermont. Um, we've got about uh, 30 members, um, and we formed last summer. Um, and we're kind of part of this new trend in the American socialist left of trying to form uh, local socialist organizations um, that are kind of independent from the sort of sect politics that dominated the American left over the like the last 40 or 50 years. Um, so a lot of us were a part of this group um, called the International Socialist Organization, which dissolved last year. Um, which was like this uh, Trotskyist organization that had a very specific way of doing socialism that was in a lot of ways out of touch with um, political developments. Um, So uh, those of us who had been members or had been people who were like wanted to be involved in socialism in Burlington, but were uh, like not really happy with how the ISO did things came together to form this organization. I see. So that um, so that's why the Bread and Roses uh, formed. Yeah, I mean, maybe you can talk a little bit more about like <laughs> yeah. not liking the ISO. Um, <laughs> I was one of the people who was in the ISO um, and was organizing with it. Kind of, it was the only like real like revolutionary socialist organization in town, so it seemed like the only option for me. Um, but there were a lot of problems with it. And a lot of what the BRC doing is trying to um, establish like a healthier way of organizing um, that puts less pressure on people while still maintaining sort of revolutionary politics. Because a lot of people on the revolutionary left have been looking at how sects, uh, sect politics has failed um, and have joined organizations like the DSA uh, which are really focused on electoral strategies and close relationships with the progressive wing of the Democratic Party. And we uh, disagreed with that kind of way of doing things, um, which is another reason for why the BRC was established as an independent group. Can you tell us what the organization did since it's formed? Um, so we started with a group of around seven people and we first were organizing at the University of Vermont because a lot of our members, um, were either going to school there or had been, uh, recent, uh, graduates. Um, so we recruited a lot of students and did a lot of Marxist education for, uh, those people, um, which was pretty successful, but also like, to be fair, uh, organizing on a college campus is about as easy as it gets for socialist organizers. Um, so we've since then also been trying to establish a community wing of the BRC, uh, which you're involved in, um, and a couple other people are involved in. For sure. Um, and in terms of like the actual work of the organization, um, we tried to do a few things, but the most successful was uh, working to support Migrant Justice, which is a kind of a pseudo-labor union 
um, for undocumented farm workers in Vermont. Um, so a bunch of us were involved in a protest in uh, over the summer um, against this ice facility in Vermont. Um, and then uh, throughout the year, we've uh, tried to support migrant justice campaigns. Um, most recently, there was this uh, campaign called Nomas Pali Migra, um, which was about uh, banning the collaboration between police and ICE in Burlington, um, which we mobilized students in support of and testified at town council um, against. Uh, or for against the the like bullshit that the yeah, city council yeah. was trying to pull, uh, was but huge. that was a successful campaign. And it's not like this wasn't a campaign led by us. To be clear, uh, this was led by um, Namas Palimigra, um, but that's what we were trying to support, which is kind of part of our goal of like uh, working with other groups because that's something that like our past organization uh, did not really do that well. Yeah, I think. I think uh, it's, it's it was a long stride uh, instead of <laughs> you know, the joke is socialism in one campus, right? Instead of being stuck to uh, advocating for socialism on campus and then graduating, that you actually get more involved in the community and all all the important causes. But so, what is the BRC hoping to do in the next few months? Um, well, this, uh, we had lots of great plans and then, uh, this coronavirus shit happened. Uh, so, then we are. um, yeah, I think uh, people are really stressed out, um, for obvious reasons. Uh, so that kind of diminishes our abilities in a lot of ways. Um, but we're trying to do things like setting up this, like, uh, radio program to help with like communication and education. Um, we're still having, uh, weekly calls of BRC members trying to coordinate um, things like uh, reimbursement for students who have now uh, been kicked out of their housing at UVM, but are still expected to pay exorbitant fees uh, for housing or expected to pay extremely high tuition for like online education, which is not the same as in-class uh, uh, in class education. So that's kind of like the campus side of things um, is to try to fight for things like that uh, with like kind of the long-term goal of establishing a student union, um, which is there's this problem at UVM where um, there's no student organization. There's this student government, which functions as a wing of administration um, and does a lot to suppress student organizing uh, at UVM. So there's that wing of things. And then the other thing is um, finding ways to support our uh, like community uh, members at their workplaces where they're not getting the pay that they deserve or are at risk of uh, like losing their jobs due to the coronavirus crisis. And also the problem of um, housing, because so many people are not going to be able to afford to pay rent. Um, if they've lost their jobs due to coronavirus. So there's a lot of opportunity to work with the Burlington Tenants Union, which is this group in uh, Burlington um, trying to organize tenants. But there's also this problem. Everybody is so like mentally drained because of all of this. Oh, for sure. Um, yeah. Just trying to so, survive. Yeah. 
so we need to find like ways to get more people involved but also um like pay attention to like people are not getting what they need and they might not like have the ability to organize right now so yeah you can't you can't stay at home if you don't have a home yeah yeah um so those are kind of like the the challenges for the brc right now and are you finding ways to organize uh while also being safe um i mean you can do like video calls and stuff like that i mean that's the best that we've got and it shows like a lot of the problems uh like with a really fractured left if we were in a, a better position as a socialist left we could be uh doing a lot to provide um security for people um and we're not quite there um, and that's, we can talk about why in more detail in future shows and about how we can build like a healthy and strong left, which can provide for working people in times of crisis and, uh, when big changes that will improve people's lives. But, um, that's kind of like the challenge that we're facing these days. Oh, yeah. Um, well, solidarity there. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so why don't we talk a little bit about like what socialism is? Um, because like there's a reason that the VRC has been doing that organizing. It's because we want a socialist society, but there are lots of different ideas about what socialism means. Some people think of it as like when the government does stuff, other <laughs> people have an idea of like, uh, like Stalinist Soviet union, like full suppression of everyone though. There's like, red scare things there but like what do you think of uh when you think of uh socialism how would you describe it uh well i mean socialism it's a system of social justice so notice it's socialism and that's that's sort of the entire motif of the system is to focus on 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 people of organizing people as people as opposed to uh, atomizing them dividing them into categories for the purpose of extracting profit. So clearly here I'm contrasting it with with the system of capitalism. Um, it's it's uh, an antagonist to the system of capitalism. It's something that answers to justice uh, because of all the injustice that is done by the system of capitalism. And sure, I mean, uh, I think I think it can be easy to confuse uh, some social reforms for socialism. And I mean, reforms are all good and well, but they don't make it as far as organizing society in the way that is, that is good and healthy and something that is for the good life of, of everybody. This is what socialism is about. It's, it's for the good of everyone. Um, so how would you kind of like, uh, describe a difference between revolutionary socialism, which is what kind of like the stated goal of the BRC is versus, uh, kind of politics promoted by Bernie Sanders, who is, um, considered by most people to be the most prominent socialist in the United States. I think, I mean, uh, comrade Bernard Sanders is probably the most popular socialist in the US and I uh, in, in every sense of the word like it's 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 to do with populism and popular front these are concepts that 
I've only learned about recently because I'm I'm in this puberty phase of of uh, of what I see socialism to be. Uh, I th- I think revolutionary socialism is, uh, is it has a picket line. You don't cross that picket line, and behind that picket line uh, are the uh, capitalists and the bourgeois and those who are really well to do. Um, and that picket line really defines the politics. Uh, so with with the reforms that are promoted by uh, Senator Sanders, uh, I see them as breadcrumbs. Uh, they're good. Like we're all hungry. We all need those breadcrumbs, but they're not sufficient. They're not. They they don't amount to what we actually deserve as people and as a working class. Like we are the ones who produce. Uh, all, all that surplus value. We are, we're one who, the ones who produce for this economy and make it uh, the, the size that it is. So I think what, what is to be gained by being a revolutionary socialist is that you find your sense of dignity and you just, uh, you, you find the self-respect that was sabotaged from you by the uh, capitalist class. So when you stop collaborating with them, you find the the strength that's in you and in other people. What you find is dignity and the fact that you can ask for more and you do deserve more from the from the system. Um, another, I guess, like, uh, common question is people, uh, sometimes think that like liberalism and socialism, I, well, I guess this is more of a problem in the United States, but that liberal, <laughs> like socialism is like an extreme version of liberalism. And indeed, like we find ourselves working with like progressive liberal groups from time to time, but like, what's the difference between a socialist approach to the problems we face versus uh, a liberal uh, approach to uh, problems in our society. I think that I don't think it's a problem that's peculiar to the United States. Like I, I do think that capitalism replicates itself pretty much everywhere, and in ways that still surprise me. Uh, the way liberals approach problem is 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 very uh, synonymous with how they. Uh, how they organize uh, people. Like they approach problems as, you know, this is climate is an individual problem. Uh, coronavirus is an individual problem. Uh, poverty is an individual problem. They, they're good at approaching these problems individually, but they don't connect the dots. They, they don't have that sort of dialectical thinking is what we call it in, in the socialist uh, spectrum. They approach it in a way that's static and that does not explain the problem and does and, and fails to address the huge, huge, huge elephant in the room, which is the system, capitalism, capital. Uh, so the dialectics will tell you that uh, we have coronavirus, for example, because uh, there's this destruction of the environment uh, that is causing disease and there's the there are these hospitals that are defunded they don't have sufficient capacity to treat patients and because there are all these 
systems that we have and it's all uh it's all one system and what do you kind of envision when you think about a socialist society what 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 would a socialist uh system look like ah uh, now this this is where things get exciting because uh i don't think that there is one single vision of a socialist society i think there are are a lot of great ideas out there in the socialist uh, spectrum. But the main idea, I think, is that this society is going to be centered around social justice. It's a society that will not have any form of social uh, prejudice. It's not going to have racism. It's not going to have sexism. It's not going to have sectarianism. Uh, it's not going to have those uh, social categories uh, that are produced by capitalism because you're not going to have capitalism because there's going to be uh, equality between everyone. This is vaguely what I envision. And I think when we work together, we will decide what kind of society we want to have based on our needs so one of one of the key features i think in a, a socialist society is human rights not as seen uh by the sort of uh liberal spectrum or otherwise uh that just focuses on you know freedom of speech which is a human right um but it's it goes further than that to acknowledge that housing for example is a human right that healthcare is a human right, that food is a human right. And because these things are uh, human rights, they are, uh, or that they should be decommodified completely. You don't pay for something that is your right, uh, except in capitalism, because in capitalism and capitalist democracies and so on, if you have democracy when you have capital, when you can buy those rights, this would not be the case in socialist society at all. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Well, I think this is a, a good introduction uh, to the show and kind of uh, what we're about. Um, it's kind of an unusual episode because we're kind of like interviewing each other. Yeah. But we're going to be the hosts of the show going forwards and we're going to be interviewing um, other organizers in the community and hopefully, um, you know, around the country and around the world. Um, yeah, but uh, bear in mind, I mean, People do interview each other. I think Dan- Daniel Radcliffe, did he interview J.K. Rowling or something? Really? Yeah. I, I try to not keep track of the Harry Potter goings on. I, I know it's liberal, but it's also fun. Yeah. You know, you can, you can pretend to be a privileged uh, white kid who has a scar and that just, you know, brings him. He's destined to be like the savior <laughs> of the entire the world. Savior. Yeah. Um. All right, so what are we going to be talking about next week? Well, everything is up in the air. Uh, the coronavirus news is bringing something new every day, and Sanders reassessing his campaign. It's elections in the time of the coronavirus. Um, and we're also going to be interviewing Scarlett Moore, who is an organizer uh, with the Bread and Roses Collective and the Vermont AFL-CIO talking about the base building strategy, which is a new trend on the socialist left in the United States, 
Um, and I think it seems to be gaining a little bit of popularity in other places as well. Um, so we're going to be finding out about this new and controversial <laughs> for sure. way to organize. Oh, I look forward to that. And if you want to support the Red Radio Hour, subscribe to the Bread and Roses Collective YouTube channel. Follow us on Twitter, Bread and Rose Skull, or check out our website. We're going to have that some, somewhere in in, in the info, right? Yeah, yeah. we're not going to expect to be <laughs> what that Twitter handle actually is. Um, all right. Well, see you next week. I'll see you then. Um, thank you for listening. I'll be there. But without our brain and muscle, not a single wheel can turn. We can break their haughty power, gain our freedom when we learn that the union makes us strong.